Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Again, that's the sound of rock cracking, and you got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, and we are glad to have you back in the heat of the summer. And college football has kicked off, has started, the season's uh, already making upsets, and I hope your football team's winning. I hope that uh, you're enjoying the last days of summer. Maybe it'll get cooler. But we are going to talk about what Joe Biden has brought to America. The fact that he's brought America the ability to pay more and get less. Americans from coast to coast are paying more for gas, for energy, for groceries, for houses, for rent. Everything has gone up. And the thing is, they say, well, inflation's going down. It's going down compared to where it was last year, which was the highest in 40 years. And the thing is, the inflation and the cost the things are going up, up, and it's being reflected more. Don't think we're out of inflation yet. And interest rates have gone up. Why do they have to go up? Because somebody spent a whole lot more money than they should have. And what's, what's going on? Well, we're going to cover that while Americans are paying more and getting less. Uh, before we do, I, uh, Ted Cruz, just showing an example of what's going on. Last week, he, he uh, talked to uh, someone in the State Department at a hearing. And I just like the way that somebody's standing up and saying, you know, what, what are you doing? What's this administration doing? And so uh, take a listen to this came from a hearing last week, Senator Ted Cruz from Texas. Mr. Nichols, I'm deeply concerned that the Western Hemisphere is being overwhelmed by anti-Americanism and that countries across the region are aligning themselves with our adversaries and our enemies. I'm deeply concerned that former U.S. allies are being replaced by leaders who are actively hostile to us and our interests, and that the Biden administration has chosen to embrace many of those leaders. President Biden warmly hosted Lula da Silva at the White House and called him a close friend. Lula is an anti-American chavista who embraces the Chinese Communist Party, Vladimir Putin, and the Iranian regime. I'll note that President Biden has not extended the same courtesy to Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and indeed the Biden White House has made clear that Israel's Prime Minister is not welcome in the Biden White House. Now, one of the very insidious ways that our adversaries and our enemies have infiltrated the region is through corruption. 
China, Russia, and Iran, all exploit endemic corruption, including and especially corruption driven by left-wing movements to advance their geopolitical agendas. Congress, and specifically this committee, has recognized the importance of combating such corruption and have given you powerful tools, in particular under Section 7031C, sanction authorities. The Biden administration has used these sanctions repeatedly across the Western Hemisphere, but not, I'm dismayed to say, not against the left-wing anti-American communists who are aligning with Russia and China and Iran. Quite the opposite. Again, the Biden administration has looked the other way at malign behavior from such actors. I want to ask you why that is, and, and I want to start in particular with Argentina. In Argentina, the federal judiciary found Cristina Fernandez, Argentina's former president and current vice president, guilty of overseeing and profiting from fraudulently issued government contracts to her associates for public works. According to the public record, the amounts we're talking about reach $1 billion. She was sentenced to six years in prison and given a lifetime ban on holding public office. Her current political role grants her immunity from jail, but I'm not aware of any such restriction placed on co by Congress on you from sanctioning her under Section 7031C. You sanctioned the sitting Paraguayan vice president last year. You've sanctioned former presidents in Panama and Ecuador. No one denies, and in fact, Argentina's courts have confirmed Cristina Fernandez is a kleptocrat. She has been indicted for obstructing investigations into Iranian terrorism. Why has the Biden administration not sanctioned her? This administration has used the tools for um, sanctions, both visa and financial sanctions, uh, repeatedly in numerous instances. Uh, you talk about sanctioning left-wing uh, leaders. Uh, certainly Nicaragua comes to mind. We've placed sanctions on scores and scores of officials from Mr. Nicaragua. Nicholas, my, my question concerned Argentina. Why have you not sanctioned Fernandez? So the United States does not discuss pending sanctions actions. So I I would not uh, be able to discuss what we will or will not do with regard well, to Well, you're refusing to answer that, and I have to say this isn't changing. A, a year ago, I wrote Secretary Blinken about exactly this issue, sanctioning Christina Fernandez under Section 7031C, and the State Department wrote back, and I'll quote what State said a year ago. Quote, President Biden and Secretary Blinken have made it a priority to fight corruption globally using all legal authorities available to them. That was nonsense then, and it's nonsense now. A year later, it is undisputed that she's a kleptocrat. Why is the Biden State Department giving her a pass? We evaluate every case on its merits. We don't discuss specific cases before we take action. We have robust anti-corruption programs. Does the state have an obligation programs. to comply with, with Congress's oversight? We I'm asking you do. why you're not following the law, and your answer is we don't answer that question. Our answer is we don't, we don't publicly discuss pending sanctions actions. Well, it's not pending. It's been sitting there for a long time. Well, thank you, Ted Cruz, for jumping on something that uh, other senators should be talking about. The mainstream media should be talking about how left-wingers are given uh, not even a slap on the hand 
going down in Argentina and, and around the world. We, we've had some shows about what's going on in the world. We are so focused on trying to uh, give billions of dollars to the Ukraine, and I'm not against pr protecting the Ukrainians, but we have got to do something different. Tens of thousands of Ukrainians are dying, Russians too. And where's the peaceniks? Where are all the people in the 1970s and 80s and 90s that worshipped the Democratic Party and said, you know, let's have peace. Uh, let's, let's, uh, what was the first, you know, they had a first strike uh, where we, they wanted, and they found out later it was the KGB and Russians who were getting these uh, left wingers on campuses to say no first nuclear strike. And that, that happened, and I think Obama, when he was a college student, was a part of uh, some of those movements similar to that. But I'm, what I'm saying is Ted Cruz is bringing, uh, bringing some mustard and, and, and saying we have got to be looking at this. And who is looking at it? It's certainly not the Democrats. Why not? Why not? And that goes right into how how much that we are helping left-wingers, helping Iran, and then helping Russia. As much as we've said we hate Russia, we're f sending billions of dollars to fight them, and then the administration is, is allowing the oil to go up. Is, you know, we could just crush the Russians by pumping American energy, pumping American oil, natural gas, go gangbusters, and it would break the back of the Russian economy because they would be nothing if the oil price would drop. If the worldwide oil price would drop, Russia would be hurting. You'd bring them to their knees. When they, they're a nuclear power, and they are losing tens of thousands. But they can keep losing those as long as the Ukrainians are losing tens of thousands of people, of men and women, mainly men now. I'm just saying, look, can we not try something different? Is the CIA involved so much in the Ukraine and they just love people that will die for their uh, testing things? Now, maybe I'm getting overboard there, but I'm just saying uh, Ukrainians have been invaded by Russia. Now, either you fight them all the way back, we got a nuclear power, Russia, who's being a bully, and Biden was asleep on the job, asleep on the job. You know, if President Trump was president, he has said that would have never happened. Now, we can't go back in time. You can't put a genie back in a bottle. You can't put toothpaste back in a tube. But we know one of these things is this goes back exactly why Joe Biden's America is where we pay more and get less. We could have the lowest energy, much lower than it is now. It would bring Russia economically to its knees. We got Anthony Blinken, the State Department, all these uh, warmongers that are, you know, in the administration, and they have the secret weapon. It's to just to drop the oil price across the world by pumping American oil, by going into the ground 
allowing a companies, American companies, to go in and bring it out and put it on the world market, and yet Biden is crippling our ability to to hurt Russia. He's also making you pay more. Americans from coast to coast pay more for their energy. Why should we? Why? Why? But uh, that gets us into the fact that we are paying more and getting less. We're going to go deeper into that. But first, let me remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, and you're, we're talking about why uh, Joe Biden has brought this phrase, pay more and get less. He's making it, basically, that's the imprint he's had on America. Pay more and get less. But as we're talking about that, I do want to remind you, I've got a book out, a novel. And it's not going to be politically, uh, it's not a political novel. It's just a good, solid novel. And I've told you before, and for our new listeners, the novel is about a young college student comes home for the summer, needs some help with tuition money, helps his grandfather out in the Hatchie Hills, a wooded area, okay? A lot of woods, they're cutting trees, and this uh, college student named Patrick discovers an ancient Chickasaw secret. And it's so ancient, it ties all the way back to King Solomon's temple in Jerusalem. 3,000 years ago. So uh, if that interests you at all, if you like action, adventure, or twist of mystery, it's called Hatchie, Keeper of the Secret. Now, if you've been listening, you know we've got the ebook out now. And for any international listeners, that's the best way to get it. We don't ship outside the country. Uh, but you can go to Amazon and get the ebook. And, and it's 99 cents at this time. Now, it's on a special. We'll probably take that off somewhere down the road. But right now, spend 99 cents and get Hatchy Keeper of the Secret. You don't have to have a Kindle. It'll, uh, you can order the ebook there. And, and uh, if, you, if you don't have a Kindle for Amazon, you can still see it. And there's other places you, you can get the book. And you order the paperback. Go to HatchyBooks.com www.hatchybooks.com Hatchy spelled H-A-T-C-H-I-E and we'll be glad to get that book out to you or go to Amazon you can order things there Hatchy Keeper of the Secret get that ebook special if you're outside the country we don't ship outside the country but there are places if you want the paperback uh, there's ways to get it outside the country if you go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble or some of the uh, foreign uh, countries that uh, have bookstores you can check it out Hatchy keeper of the secret glad <laughs> glad that some of you are buying that and we appreciate it thank you and it is the first of a seven part series book number two is coming out in November so those who've read it and and wondering what's going to happen next it's You'll know in a, another couple months. Okay, let's go back. Uh, let me play this from Americans for Prosperity. Put this out about a year ago, but it explains why paying more and getting less. What is going on? Take a listen to this about a minute long. 
A stunning report showing the highest rate of inflation by far. 64% of households living paycheck to paycheck. We're concerned about the future as prices keep going up. Prices up in nearly every consumer category. I can't believe how much everything has gone up. And all we see are partisan policies that won't help. Some even say there's nothing they can do. But we don't buy that. Bad policies helped cause this crisis, and better policies can fix it. Let's create a movement to actually make life more affordable. It won't be easy, but easy was never our thing. Working together, we can convince Washington to end wasteful spending, unleash energy abundance, and ignite innovation. To make the American dream accessible to all of us. Join us at thetruecostofwashington.com. Well, the true cost of Washington is paying more to get less. And you can go to the grocery store. You can open up a box of cereal and pull out that plastic bag. And look, is it half full? <laughs> Might have been half full. You get that big old box and you think, man, that's going to last for a while. But uh, there's not as much in there. Paying more and getting less. How about uh, just just if you go get a watermelon, a cantaloupe, everything's going up because the price of energy is going up. Gasoline has gone up. And people keep saying, oh, inflation is going down. You hear the mainstream media bragging, oh, inflation's down. It's under control. <laughs> Man, it's just starting to percolate in a lot of areas. And I just have to say, it's because of Joe Biden and the Democrats and their policies. I mean, the Republicans are not perfect. They've done a bunch of stupid stuff. But we've got to look at the overall picture and see if we keep going down this road, we're letting a, a man in his 80s lead this country that sometimes turns around and he doesn't know where he's going, he doesn't know what he's thinking, and who, who wants that? to be the leader of America. Look what Putin did under Biden's watch. Look what Iran's doing. Look what North Korea's doing, shooting missiles like crazy all over the place. Who's stopping them? Not Joe Biden. Wow. And we, we have got a president in the White House that people cannot have confidence in. And you heard on that clip about inflation up. That was a year ago. when it, I told you that was a year ago. Now they say inflation's going down compared to what? But it was up so high. But the fact is, when you go to the grocery store, when you go to the gas station, when you go to pay tuition, when you go to buy books that you got to, or your children, they go to school, they need books, they need pencils, they need all these school supplies, have they gone up or down? They've gone up. And we've hit it again and again, and I'm going to say it. Are we more prepared to fight a war? God forbid if we had to have a war. But if we did, what's happened to the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, the SPR? Strategic Petroleum Reserve has been drained down now for well over a year and and there's not oil going back in. 
There's not oil going back in. We've said this time and time again why the Republicans won't get off their rear ends and make that a point. Are we more uh, ready to fight a war now than when Joe Biden uh, started office? We are not. We do not have the Strategic Petroleum Reserve replenished. We do not have uh, the military meeting the quotas they need to keep our country safe and strong. We do not have confidence in the, in the President of the United States and what the White House is doing. You heard Ted Cruz early on this show. What's going on in Argentina? Why is Argentina getting a pass when they have the tools to sanction corruption? Why is Ukraine still corrupt? You go in and uh, Zelensky, as much as everybody's clapped a hand, said he's a Winston Churchill of this century. Well, we'll have to wait and see, but there's a lot of crooks in Ukraine because he's fired people left and right because they've been stealing, cooking books, taking money. And where is the audit on the American dollars, the taxpayer dollars, your dollars, my dollars that Joe Biden has sent over to the Ukraine? Where is the audit? Make it public and let's know how much corruption has sucked money out of the American taxpayers' billfolds, their pocketbooks. Wow. You know, I get frustrated not because there's people fighting for the country in the Ukraine. I get frustrated because we've got bureaucrats that are sending billions of dollars that comes out of the hardworking taxpayers of America, and we don't even know where all the money's going. They say, oh, we know it's going to the right place. We're watching it. If you're watching it, give us the daggum audit. Now, if you can't give us an audit, go home, resign. Get get a vice president to resign also. Just resign. Get somebody that's competent, somebody that doesn't give us a word salad, somebody that doesn't look like they know where they're going. We need a president to lead the United States of America. We do not have a president or a vice president that we have confidence in. Now, saying all that, are you tired of paying more and getting less? I think America is. That's what Joe Biden has given to America. The ability to have to pay more money and get less product, less service, less less production. We're sitting on a gold mine, a treasure chest of being able to just stretch and flex the American muscle of driving energy prices down around the world and hurting <laughs> hurting Putin. And his ability to run Russia by dropping energy prices. It's so easy. It helps America. It punishes Russia. It'll put pressure to stop this war of the Ukraine on the Russians. It will put pressure on Putin staying in power. If we drive the price of oil down, it'll keep the BRICS nations, who just met last uh, month in August, looking at maybe trying to replace the American dollar as the reserve currency around the world. Will that be harder to do if the price of oil goes down as Americans uh, open up the spig spigots on the uh, oil fields? 
of course it will make it harder for currency somebody to try to replace the american dollar it's not going to happen overnight it won't happen in a hurry but they're heading in that direction because they sense the weak leadership that we have in the white house and i can't say there's a lot better leadership in the senate or the house if we can't get some smart people elected in office that says we're going to stand up for america and we're going to make our stand strong on energy and we're going to utilize the cleanest energy in the world why the, in the world if joe biden is worried about climate change why do you want to buy oil from uh, iran and venezuela <laughs> and and why they have the dirtiest oil and the more americans use that the more the people around the world use that it pollutes the earth use america's cleanest energy on earth use the companies that know how to do clean energy <laughs> and and why where, where are we going to put all these big windmills and landfills when they utilize their life up and how much is it going to cost to bring those eyesores down when when they, they just can't run anymore which somebody says 20 to 30 years we don't know maybe 10 to 15 years they're all made in china now almost almost all the you know all the wind machines that windmills that are producing this electricity that comes on and off the grid and causes blackouts or brownouts sometime they're mostly made in china how, how long are they going to last is china going to back them up <laughs> Wow, we're getting ourselves deeper and deeper in a mess where we pay more and get less. It's Biden's America. Are you happy with it? Well, start doing something about it. Shout out. Ask, write letters to the editor and say, why aren't we replenishing the Strategic Petroleum Reserve? Why are we paying high prices when we're not even exploring for new oil? Why are we allowing Putin to dictate the war when we could bring him to his knees with American oil fields opened up and, and, and pumping oil like we've never done before. We could do it. We can do it. We need a leader that got the bold desire to put America first. God bless you. Hey, see you next week right here on Doc Holliday's Iraq Splitting Politics. And remember, Joe Biden has brought America to the point where we're paying more and getting less. That's his legacy. It's time for him to go. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again next week.